0: all thank you guys so 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 much for tuning in to today's episode of the worlds of country podcast i'm your host andrew on today's episode i'm joined by tyler dial to talk all about his musical journey and his upcoming album electric Lust, and so much more hope you guys enjoy this one i know i really did talk to you guys on the other side of course i didn't forget to hit record so now we're
1: gonna...
0: hey <laughs> hey <laughs> tyler oh God, how, how are you <laughs>
1: what's up andrew thanks for having me man i'm great
0: of course what have you been up to lately
1: um i spent all morning uh working on a lyric video i lately i've been editing and uh directing my content so i'm pretty excited we've got a new song called bogan via's coming out next week that i'm really excited about and um yeah it was uh we spent this weekend in arizona with a super 8 camera a film camera and uh last minute we were needing a lyric video. I was like, wait, I think we have footage from this weekend. And, uh, I was like playing a music festival down in Arizona and we went hiking and swimming and just kind of put together this little thing. So I'm pretty excited about it.
0: So have you always been into like that more creative side of, of things or is that something you developed over time?
1: Well, I always had like, uh, I always loved making like home videos in middle school with my friends. And, uh, when I went to college, kind of did my own little blog thing of us playing shows and, um i had i'm just kind of getting back into the the, to it i think i'm i love exploring the visual side of things um i just i have a lot of inspiration there and so i think that's what i enjoy doing other than you know making the music itself so
0: kind of kind of puts everything all together
1: yeah it's it's i mean i think like there's two sides of it is the sonic part and the visual part and uh you know, I have a lot of fun with my film camera. I post a lot of film pictures on Instagram and I think it kind of helps differentiate me a little bit. But when I came up with this idea for my album Electric West, yeah, uh, it immediately had a visual side to it that I could kind of see like I I could hear it and I could see it and it felt tangible to me. And so, I was really excited when I came up with that idea and we ended up writing that song and that that kind of became the the north star as we were putting together this album.
0: So when did you know that music was going to be the thing for you?
1: Well, I grew up in a music family. My dad always had guitars lying around the house and he was always playing John Denver songs and Eagle songs. And uh, I always wanted, you know, was always picking up little chords here and there. And he was actually a tour promoter. So um, I spent a lot of time going to concerts when I was younger um, and basically started playing guitar in like the fourth grade and I uh, wanted to impress a girl. Uh, in middle school, so I played the tower always show. <laughs> yeah, I was still trying to impress girls, I guess but um no I just fell in love with it and it was funny I was between uh the John Mayer version of free Fallen and uh Jason Mraz, and I went the John Mayer route, and uh, he's been a huge inspiration for me ever since and um you know, always grew up listening to country music and so I kind of always had that nashville in my sights ever since i was in high school and you know i've been here the last five years but you know i still love the john mayer side of of songwriting and making music so i guess i'm trying to um mix both of those inspirations
0: what's the process been like of sort of figuring out who you are as an artist and and what you want to say
1: well it's been hard you know like i'm growing up in in arizona i was kind of one of the only kids that listened to country music and uh when I moved to Nashville, uh I you know, I was wearing vans and uh you know, um, not quite the the country kid, you know. So I always felt like I I didn't fit in a little bit. And um when I first got here, I, I was like I you know, I took a I majored in marketing in college and one of the things I learned is you gotta find space and fill it where people aren't doing stuff. So I guess they call it white space in marketing and um all my favorite artists were, were different when they came out, you know, like Sam Hunt or even like the Beatles, you know? Um, and so I always wanted to do something a little different than what everyone else was doing. But, you know, I kind of wanted to be different just for the sake of being different. And over time I learned that I really just had to be myself because there is no other me. And so um, the last couple of years, I've really leaned into that and has just had a lot of fun uh, making music and just, you know, being okay with the fact that I sing country music and wear bands or whatever. So
0: it's funny that you say that you, you always wanted to be different because a lot of people, they moved to Nashville and they feel like they have to, they have to be the same. So it's funny how it sort of worked the opposite way for you.
1: Well, it might not work in my favor. You know, if I, if I was trying to, you know, cha- you know, I don't know. It's just, uh, I don't know. It's I'm trying to serve my soul, I guess. And, uh, and I think that's okay. You know, people, people love country music and like the, I don't think you can write too many songs about dirt roads or drinking beer or whatever, but um, for me, it's not necessarily what I listen to or what I gravitate towards. And, you know, I think that's what it's about is just doing whatever you want. And I think a lot of people are just being themselves in that sense too.
0: It's much, it's much easier to sell yourself authentically than try to trying to sell something you're not at the end of the day.
1: Mm -hmm. I, I agree. I agree.
0: So, what would you say have been some of the <clears throat> bigger lessons you've learned since you've moved out to Nashville and started chasing down this stream?
1: Oh man, <laughs> there's so many. Um, you know, having to to work side jobs and support myself, and uh, I guess I just developed a have developed a resilience that, like, you know, I'm I'm not going to quit, and uh, you know, I can keep going. Um, I think a, a, a one thing that I'm learning this year that has been was really hard for me last year is I you know I put out 6 five or six songs last year six or seven songs last year and you know I cared so much about the success about them and going you know whether like whether or not they went viral or popped off or you know I would look around and look at my peers doing well and so I think a big lesson this year has been like not comparing myself to other people's success and being happy for other people's success and um, lately I've been thinking about um, I was I was doing this meditation and they they the narrator said something about how the the stiff trees break, but flexible ones that bend with the wind are actually the strongest. And so I'm just trying to bend with the wind these days and stay flexible and stay loose and and just have fun. You know, it's hard though. It's everyone in this town is so good and it's so competitive and. I'm a very competitive person. So I can I'm just trying to figure out how to be competitive with myself, I guess. When did that that mindset shift sort of kick in for you? Oh man. Uh I'm constantly struggling with it, but I think it was over the winter break when I had time to go home and reflect on the year and think about where my career was at. And uh yeah, you know, it's I'm constantly, you know, looking at my career and what's going on and i've come so much every year i look back and i'm like oh my gosh i can't believe how far i've come and so i think that's just the mindset to have is just look compete with myself
0: so you mentioned before about wanting your songs to go viral and all that all that jazz (laughs) um so was the social media trend and specifically tiktok was that something that was easy for you to jump on or were you reluctant to to hop on the train?
1: Uh, I'm still reluctant to hop on the train, to be honest with you, Andrew. I uh Some people are so good at it. They're so good at just waking up and, you know, turning the phone around and videotaping themselves, you know, whereas dancing to their song or lip singing to their song. Um, And I think part of it goes back to me wanting to be different and be like, you know, if everyone's doing this, like I kind of want to not, you know, and, and, uh, and it's probably to my detriment because I'm sure my label and my team are all like, you know, begging me to do more of that. But, you know, I have so much more fun editing a full mu- lyric video than I do trying to come up with some, with, you know, with five seconds of something that'll catch people's attention. And so I don't know, maybe, maybe there's, there's a world where that that long form is really will work, but you know, I still, I still am pretty hard on myself with trying to get short form content and uh you know be accessible because i feel like so i feel like a lot of artists that i grew up loving were kind of mysterious and uh whether that be like eric church or you know um i don't know like even people like uh these days that have an aesthetic like a tyler the creator or someone like that um i'm really inspired by it and a lot of indie music so i don't know the tiktok thing's hard uh for all of us, everyone complains about it. So I think it's just another tool that we need to figure out that I need to figure out how to, how to leverage.
0: Yeah. But the, I guess the important part would be figuring out how it works for you at the end of the day, as opposed to yeah. trying to copy someone else.
1: You know, I actually like my, like I said, like my mindset has, be, has been this year to stay loose and have fun and like not worry too much about the outcome of posts and stuff. And, uh, you know with TikTok I feel like you can kind of have uh a little bit more of a, a machine gun you know shoot from the hip approach and just throw stuff at the wall whereas maybe Instagram I'm trying to have a little bit more of an aesthetic or maybe of like a sniper approach if that makes sense and so
0: it's more calculated
1: um, for sure it is and it's a different platform people use it differently and so you know <laughs> and you never know with TikTok the other day Andrew like literally I, I'm Saturday morning I wake up to a bunch of texts from my friends and they they're all like have you seen this TikTok?" they're they're listening to your song damn denver and i pulled up and it gets 1.4 million views and it's these amish kids listening to my song smoking cigarettes and drinking twisted teas and i'm like no way and it's got like 3,000 comments and it's people commenting like what song is this and so it's just that that i feel like it's part of it's that luck thing you know and just being in the game and uh you know it, it ended up getting taken down because you can't smoke cigarettes on tiktok apparently which was a huge bummer because i i missed a lot of comments and they didn't tag me or anything but um i think my listen spiked like yeah. a thousand percent but it was so funny
0: dude. yeah but there's definitely like a randomness to tiktok i guess at the end of the day
1: yeah it's you know it's it's uh that, that kind of just proved to me that I don't need to stress about it. Like if a song's going to resonate with people, like it'll resonate. And my job is, I th- I think my job is to wake up every morning and think, how can I make the best song or the best music or have the best piece of art, whether that's a video or whatever, you know, and it, even think, you know, TikToks, so you can be artistic with it. There's some people who are so good at it, you know, um, Josie Dunn, I'm a big fan of in Nashville. She kills it. So, you know, there's a way to do it, but, um, I'm just trying to stay sane with everything. We
0: were we were talking about lessons a little bit before. What would you say have been some of the bigger challenges on the flip side of that?
1: Oh man. Um I think a huge challenge is like I said, uh just trying not to to care so much. Um and You know, I think a big challenge too is with with how busy I am is like trying to improve as a musician and, you know, learning a John Mayer song on guitar, not to post it or not to whatever, but just to be better at my craft, you know, and to manage my time. And, you know, I spend a lot of time working on social media videos and coming up with ideas for songs. And I guess it's just trying to figure out what is going to make me the best artist and and how can i manage that time you know
0: so how would you describe your your music for people out there who maybe haven't heard you before
1: mm-hmm. well um i i just love vibey music i try not to be i have some clever songs but i just want to make music feel good like a i like a sunset or whatever you know growing up in in arizona i feel like i have a bit of a different background than a lot of the, the country singers here in Nashville. And um, I think you can hear a little bit of maybe West Coast in my music. Um, yeah, I grew up loving Jack Johnson and John Mayer, like I said, and all different types of indie rock these days. And uh, spent four years in Austin, where I didn't even know Texas country existed until I went out there. And so I have this amalgamation of influences that I think, um, you know, shines through my music.
0: So if you had to pick out one or two of your songs that best describe who you are as an artist, what would they be?
1: I would say um, probably my most successful song last year, Way Back When, uh, is is a song that I feel like represents me well. It has an energy to it. And, uh, you know, I think performing live is what I'm best at. I spent every weekend in Austin, playing tailgates and four hour cover sets on sixth street. And, you know, like I said, I grew up around a dad that it was a tour promoter. So I love the live show. And that's why I love that song so much. And then on the flip side, um, I put out this song last year called what a high and, uh, it had a little bit of Texas, a little bit of Eagles to it, kind of Ivy chill song. And, uh, I put that out and my brother texted me, this is the most Tyler song I've heard from you. So, um, and it's it's a song that's not overthinking it. It's just a, a pretty simple love song. And I think those two probably um, represent me and my sound. So,
0: so when you're writing a song that you feel is special, is that something that sort of hits you right away? Or do you have to usually let them marinate for a while before you realize what you were on to?
1: I've been thinking about this a lot. Uh, I have so many songs that were like so close to making the record or making the next record. But I think the best barometer of a song is, and I get excited about a lot of songs that I'll when I'll write them and, and the ones that I'm constantly repeating will definitely, you know, stand a chance of making the record. But I think the best barometer is when you play it for somebody else. Like I could be excited about a song, but if I, if I'm playing it for my roommate or my girlfriend and whether we're listening to it by the first 10 seconds, I'll know. will go, oh, I actually don't know if I want you to hear this. Or, oh, I'm so excited about this, I want you to hear it. So as they're listening, I can, it's not their reaction to it, it's the way I feel when, oh, as they're know. hearing it. It's so weird. Uh, but it's, I think that's the best test.
0: Yeah, that little anxiety sort of brings out the truth.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, you. It's you don't know it until you play it for someone. And it's not even their reaction; it's just how you feel when they're hearing it. It's it's a weird, it's a weird thing.
0: So you have your album Electric West coming out in a couple months. Where, yeah. where did the inspiration for that project come from?
1: I uh, have been in Nashville for the last five years, trying to figure out what I had to say, what type of artist I wanted to be. And for the first three years, I had no idea. I was writing with everyone you know, trying to take meetings and make it happen. And I was working on a pontoon boat on the weekends in the summertime and bartending in the wintertime and was just having the hardest time figuring out who I was. And then I had this friend that was like, you should throw these parties and make it. Cause I knew I wanted to do something Arizona themed, you know, and lean into where I'm from and where I've been in Austin and Arizona. And she's like, what if you threw like Western parties, like disco country, kind of like Electric West and I go whoa 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 Electric West that's awesome and I didn't even think to make a uh an album called that but I pitched that song title uh to um two guys that I was writing with one day Orrin Thornton and uh Lee Starr and and they loved that idea and it was kind of an abstract kind of thing and we wrote this awesome song and I was like this is so good it sounds like an eagles and paula kind of song and indie kind of deal like what if we made that the album and all of a sudden i had all these ideas what the, it would look like and sound like and um so yeah we wrote that song and i actually that's kind of what got that vision is kind of actually what helped me build my team and get me to where i'm at today i met with um had a meeting with my current manager alicia and told her, I was like, this Electric West project. And I brought like a one sheet that I had designed. with like a lightning bolt and a cactus. And like this whole, you know, neon vibe. And she's like, I love it. I want to play it for, for Cappy, um, who's my other manager now. And uh, he loved it. All of a sudden, the publishing company signed me. And Virgin Music stepped in. And I had this team that was all behind this Electric West project. And so, I don't know. I, I was a marketing major in college. And so, I think I was constantly looking for that that brand that I could make or, you know, what, what do I have to say? And that was it. And it, you know, it just took that for everything to happen.
0: Then all of a sudden everything sort of came together
1: all at once. It came came together. It was crazy. Um, And I'm still, still honing in, to be honest with you on what electric West is. And, uh, you know, uh, still trying to figure out the best, how to make it more cohesive and a stronger, you know, tighter thing. Uh, and I, every time I post or every time I'm writing a song, I think, is this Electric West? Is this in that world I'm trying to build? And I think that's where a lot of the my struggle with the short form and TikTok comes into play. Because I go, oh, this is so kind of cheap. It doesn't feel like it has that aesthetic, you know? And so that's constantly, I feel like, what I'm up against.
0: Yeah, it almost feels like you're trying to, to fit it into this tiny little box when there's all this that's left to say after that.
1: Right. I think like what I loved about electric West is it kind of like I could feel like I could build this world uh, with it. Not like, not like a mind, kind of like a Minecraft world where it's like I can see the music videos and the locations and just kind of like a fantasy world. But what people, I think what people want is accessibility and reality. And so I'm kind of up against this, like, do I go to full fantasy or do I go keep it real and be myself? And I do think doing podcasts and doing things like this is where people can get to know me on a real basis, you know. The music, we could leave in fantasy land. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll we'll see. You know, I, I I'm working on the next album right now, and I kind of want it to be like Electric West Volume Two. You know, I kind of want to just keep expanding this world and this. And make the next one kind of instead of deserty kind of more beach electric west or you know, whatever. So we'll see. Um I'm really excited and, and thrilled about the music I'm making now. I feel like you know, the music that I've been putting out this year is all like three or four years old. So it's <laughs> hard.
0: It's been sitting for a while.
1: Yeah, I've had to be yeah. patient.
0: Yeah. So that's kind of the cool thing with music though, is that you could sort of create these these separate universes where projects just sort of exist on their own
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and i definitely um have had to remind myself that this record is a chapter in my life and uh you know there's a beginning and an end and that end is probably a year or two ago and the next record that i'll be putting out you know a couple of years will be another chapter that will be in my past so um i think john mayer said that you gotta remember like how excited you were when you First got that demo back or got it back like that's how excited you should continue to be you know
0: Yeah, because that excitement definitely wear off quick if you let it it it
1: it definitely does it's a struggle but uh, I'll find that there are some that definitely don't wear off that I'm still super excited about like a way back when or a damn Denver or a what a high so
0: that's sort of what, what separates those at the end of the day
1: yeah, I guess the best ones are the ones that, that the ones that resonate are the ones that stick around, maybe.
0: So I want to do a little rapid fire with you before I let you go if that's cool with For you. For sure. Yeah. Let's do this thing. If you could only eat one thing the rest of your life, what would it be? You say eat? Eat,
1: yeah. Um, tacos. Love them. I don't know
0: why. Really? <laughs>
1: it's a very electric west answer, Andrew. I went to Austin last week and I think i had breakfast tacos for breakfast and lunch every day it was awesome
0: would you rather have 20 fingers or 20 toes
1: fingers play great piano
0: some people said for the guitar but i don't i think it'd be better for the piano actually
1: it, i didn't even think have more of control, guitar, but yeah i play like, be like too a... much going on <laughs> play one of those like double neck tw- like 12 string and six string you know, all at the same time that'd be cool <laughs> I, I don't know. A a that. <laughs> and I don't know if a 20-finger person's very marketable.
0: <laughs> I don't know,
1: relatable maybe is the better word.
0: More like a like a circus
1: act. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. Um would you uh, uh pancakes or waffles? I know we did food, but we're back to food.
1: <laughs> uh, pancakes with peanut butter and syrup i always grew up putting peanut butter on my pancakes
0: that's an underrated move there for sure
1: so good yeah
0: if you could only listen to three artists the rest of your life who would they be
1: john mayer just because i know i've said him a bunch of times but his catalog is so deep and every record is so good that's the first one Rolling Stones number two. I've always said that when Keith Richards or Mick Jagger dies, I'm getting a Rolling Stones tongue tattooed on my butt for fun. And number three, I would have to go with the Eagles.
0: You can't get you can't get bored of that catalog. There, those those three. There's no going on. (laughs) uh,
1: Those I guess those are like my Venn diagram of of my what who I am. But maybe not. I don't know. I would throw a George straight in there, maybe. Uh but no, I don't know. If you could delete any
0: word from the English language, what would it be?
1: Wow, that's a good question. Um geez. Uh oh man. Um wow, that's hard. Give me one second. Uh I don't know, like YOLO or something. Like ah oh, gosh. One of those is perfect. A, <laughs> a fake word, yeah. Get yeah. get the fake words out of here. <laughs> All of the fake words need to be deleted. That's good.
0: <laughs> and um just one more for you. Um biggest impulse buy
1: you ever made. Oh, wow. I mean, I can tell you one last week. I am so bad with money, dude. I'm on this like, you know, I'm a I'm a broke songwriter and I'll just buy shit that I should not be buying. But last week I bought a gold Casio watch, you know, like a $50 like cheap Casio, but it's so cool. Uh, it's probably it's I'm probably going to be happy with that impulse buy. Honestly, I think it'll be good for the aesthetic
0: long as as long as you get use out of it you could you could justify it
1: (laughs) yeah you know i always say uh my rule of thumb with buying things to wear is like if you wear it that's one dollar so if i buy a thousand dollar boots which i don't do i'd have to wear them a thousand times to justify the purchase and i think that's pretty good rule of thumb i guess it makes sense Yeah, at the end of the day, yeah. I don't know if I'll wear that Casio watch fifty times, so maybe it was a bad buy.
0: You got to tally them up and (laughs) report back. Oh
1: yeah, (laughs) Uh, that would be crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so
0: much again for taking the time for this,
1: Andrew. Dude, you guys have been so supportive. Thanks for always posting my stuff. Uh, thank you for having me. Great to meet you. Uh, hope to meet you in person sometime soon.
0: Have a great one
1: yeah dude peace brother
0: hey y'all thank you guys so 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 much again for tuning in if you like to hear from the podcast be sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening go check us out on social media at Worlds so country on all social media platforms if you like to hear from tyler be sure to go check him out on social media and go check out his music wherever you listen to music hope you guys liked what you heard talk to you guys next time